Alexander Volkov versus Rosenstrike is the main event, co-main event. Dan Ige, 50K versus Mavsar Afalev. Don't forget your own past, you sausage. Cheating little juice head would never have won a belt without them steroids, you fucking mushroom. <laughs> he called him a fucking mushroom? Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been. I got a problem with... What's going on, guys? This is Totally Blitz Fight Club. And before we get into action, please do me a favor. Go down, like the episode, subscribe to the channel. And if you haven't already, go find us on your any podcast website you use. We're on there. Subscribe to that as well. But as always, let's get into it. These are the hosts for the episode. I'm Paul. Pick and win them, Concha. I got my rolly pack. I got my shot. Let's get into it. Who's with me? I got Kev. I'll take you to the sky, Savoy. Kev, I'll take you to the sky, Savoy. You feel me? And I'm coming in the biz talking some real fighting shit. If you feel me, don't feel me. If you feel me, you feel me. What's going on, y'all boys? It's PT, man. You know what it is. We back with it with another UFC episode. Yes, sir. We got UFC fighting at. We're back at the apex. Before we got a big pay-per-view the following week with all stack card, but this week kind of stacked. We got two fights for talking double header. Alexander Volkov versus Rosenstrike is the main event, co-main event. Dan Ige 50k versus Mavsar Afalev. I call him the Russian Terminator. <laughs> Let me know what fight y'all want to start co-main or uh, go straight into the main. Go co-main. Co-main. Well, before we jump into that, we do have some UFC news. Not even news, just kind of drama that's been stirring in the pot a little bit on the uh, off screens. If you haven't been tuned in to the UFC, you might not know. But everybody's fan favorite, Patty Pimblet, Patty the Batty. Everyone knows that boy likes to get chunky in the off season. Everyone knows he gets the he gets a real big. He eats good. TJ Dillashaw, current intern champ, he came out and basically said, "Oh." Uh, he's just loving diabetes as a recipe for destroying your body, blah, 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 blah. If he keeps up that same work ethic he has now, he'll never be a champion. Patty took a little uh, – Patty didn't like that. Patty came out and said, is this fella messing? TJ Dillisaw used to sell T-shirts with his fat face on it saying, Fat Tyler, on when he came out to camp. Don't forget your own past, you sausage. Cheating little juice head would never have won a belt without them steroids, you fucking mushroom. <laughs> he called him a fucking mushroom? Yeah, bro. And the way he spells it, like, the slang, like, when he called him, like, when he said would never, he spelled it Y-U-D. Like, would never, like, his, in his accent. <laughs> like, like, he was, it was, I literally, it reads as if he's talking to him. Right? Yeah, you might have sent that in the group check. I didn't know he said all that. Yeah. And if you don't know. TJ Dillashaw used to come in like 30, 40 pounds overweight all the time and burning off in camp, had fat ass cheeks because he's like five foot six, like they're the small weight class. And for him, that's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, like, and you pop for steroids, you fucking juice head. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I guess he really can't say shit. He shouldn't be saying nothing for real. I didn't know that. 
Caught the motherfucker at sausage. <laughs> they caught him by fucking mushroom. Hey, but don't let him carry the baddie. It's funny, it's funny that that should happen because the only reason why I know TJ Dillon saw is because in the season of The Ultimate Fighter I'm watching, season 21, good season, a very good season, I recommend. But this motherfucker wondered, he so he won the championship midterm, not season 21, season 22, this shit happened. He won the championship mid um season. So, and he just happened to be um in the same camp as Uriah. I can't don't know his last name. Uriah favorite. Yeah, I know that was a big drama when he. Uh, it's a big ordeal. Yeah, so that's why I know about all that stuff. But to hear this shit from him, cause he is a little motherfucker. I think he used to get fat and shit like that. So I understand where he's coming from. He probably had to learn from that, and the fact that he's still relevant. He's the former champion, current interim champion. So like, I respect it. And like I respect the mindset he's coming from. Like he um could have just he's just saying, like, yo, don't do that, bro. It's not good for you. I had to learn the hard way. But he could have went a better way of saying it. But like it's too late now, bro. They could have called you a sausage kid. Like, I gotta get in the ring. At this point, bro. Don't mess with Patty the Batty. Yeah, they can call me a sausage kid. And a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, a fucking mushroom. Well, that was my little bit of drama. And while we're here in this little off section section of the UFC world, real quick, we have some fights that have been announced over the week. You have Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori on September 3rd at UFC Paris. Will be a banger. You have Brian T. City Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez, main event at UFC Long Island up there in New York. Another banger. And... For Usman versus Leon Edwards, all we're waiting for is Usman's hand to heal from Dana White. That's all he says. Once that hand is healed, the fight will be made. Okay, I respect it, man. Motherfucking, uh, don't you just love shooting the podcast? But motherfucking, um, which one are you looking forward to more? Do you want to see Usman fight again, or do you want to see Ritiker and Vittori get it in? I personally, I'd rather see the Ortega Yair Rodriguez fight because Ortega's okay. he almost slept for Volkanovski twice. Like or, Ortega's that dude, and like he really is the toughest test for Volkanovski. He needs to go back in the rematch. Yair Rodriguez has been unbeaten. He he's like a this he's like the uncrowned king of the division. Like like he hasn't he doesn't fight much, but he's those people like the fans will say like when he fights he will win type shit. Like so. If Ortega, like, that right there, whoever wins that immediately fights Volkanovski, in my opinion. But, like, I don't know who wins that fight. These other fights, I kind of lean a certain way, and I think I know how it'll go. That fight right there is a real 50-50. Like, Brian T. Like, that, Brian Ortega's legit. And, right, you're, like, I think it's ranked two and four fighting each other. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think, Marcus? I want to see Usman fight for real. No cap. I want to see my dog Usman fight. I haven't seen. When was, when was the last time he fought? I don't think we've covered the Usman fight yet. Uh, the Masvidal fight, right? Uh, No, the Covington fight. Covington. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Chipping. Yeah, the Covington fight. We didn't cover that one. Um, we co- The first fight we covered is Masvidal Covington right afterwards. But that was the. He, I think, I didn't think he, he hurt his hand on some like, um, this, you know, not fighting type shit, just while sparring shits. And then he's right. been on like a, the surgery, you know, and they wait two months. And then two months later, it's like, 
oh, now he's going to have surgery that's going to take four months. And, and so it's just been this longer, longer layoff. He's trying to fuck his back to the shadow room, dog. I seen an interview. He had a 20 minute interview before it was cut abruptly on um on Pat McAfee. He said he's ready to fight. He said every every time every time he's two weeks up, he's two weeks out. He's always two weeks out. He also probably I thought the Leon Edwards fight was um common knowledge because he said that shit no problem on that fucking um podcast. So motherfucking it's gonna be nice to see um Usman back in the ring again. I low key want to see that boy. Yeah, I haven't been able to cover it. We've been fighting. We've been able to talk to Rafa for recapping before. And then the question is always, who fights him next? Well, we'll be able to get to cover those fights because, shit, we'll be here. We're not going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into these fights because I just poured up another shot and I'm feeling good. Dan Ige. I, I just love his nickname. Dan Ige, 50K, versus Mossar Efelev. I mean, I'm not sure if y'all are too known with these boys, but, like, Mossar, you're probably not too known with him because he fights, like, once in a blue moon. Like, he has a he fights, like, once a year type shit. There's no promotion around his fights. He, uh, he's 15-0. He's a massive favorite in this fight. And... He was a champion in his former place. He was the M1 champion over in Russia within 10 fights. He's wow. five, yeah, he's 5-0 and oh in UFC. Competition's been kind of mediocre, but he's just that Russian, that Russian war, like his wrestling ground game, like the, the, Chaz, the Chomzet, uh, Chimaevs, the um, Islams, the Khabibs, like his, his wrestling is so elite. He takes you to the ground. Like I said, he hasn't main invented yet, so all his fights are three rounds, and yet he averages over four takedowns a fight. Wow. He has a nearly 50% takedown accuracy, which is insane for UFC. And the people he fought, so that's one thing. You might think, okay, he's fighting kickboxers or something. He's fought guys who are ground guys, people who are have wrestling backgrounds or people that are submission BJJ users. So for him to be able to take them down the way he has, it is the reason. Like, Danny Ige's tried and tested, but this 15-0 and 0 super prospect out of Russia who doesn't fight often, he, when he does fight, it's kind of like an Islam thing. Like, he just makes it look so effortless. And that's why he's the super favorite here. But everybody knows Dan Ige. Even even that boy Marcus knows Dan Ige. Say man, the the vet man, the tested he's been he's been tested. He's got some names on his resume, like Korean Zombie. I think we covered one of his fights not long ago. Um, or belt. He was zombie. Or belt. What'd you say again? Uh, that boy Emmett. Josh okay. Heavy handed. Josh Emmett had the heavy hands, and then uh Calvin Cater. Man, those are some names to have on a resume. Win or lose, like that means you've been in the octagon. Like you, 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 you've seen some rounds. So that's definitely a big test for dude. Yeah, Ege's. I mean, once you have your name on the not the pay per view, but once your name is like UFC, blah blah blah, blank versus blank. Like Dan Ege's had his name on that headline a couple times. The the Korean Zombie fight. Um, Calvin Cater, if I mean Calvin Cater, 
he's not an interim champ, but he's basically fighting for an interim championship in his next fight. Like he's like he's tried and tested. So for him to be a massive underdog, I don't know. It's to me a little disrespectful. Yeah, it kind of is disrespectful to be a massive underdog. Or is this another Russian Habib Islam? Is this the next Yeah. But something it could be, man. Maybe they really just trying to put us on. It's something in the water out there. I'm trying to train. I'm trying to train. I'm trying to train to go out there, to go out there and train with them boys and see what the fuck they got going on. There's, there's something in the water. Maybe them boys really try wrestling in the snow. They do something nobody else is doing. It's dangerous. No, true. Danny, I mean, I think I'm, I'm still taking Evolev. I think he wins by decision. His biggest knock is that he doesn't have stand-up. Like, he, he's not a kickboxer, boxer, but he's not the worst either. Like, he can still kind of hold his own, but he's nothing to be afraid of. So maybe Ige can kind of put some pressure on the feet. And Ige has good takedown defense. Like, he's he's fought great wrestlers. Like, he's fought all these people. He has the resume. He's seen people just as good as him. It maybe he can stop those takedowns, but I don't know, man. Getting four takedowns a fight in just three rounds, like, like in just fifty percent takedown accuracy, he's just so good. At, like, no knock on the Ige, he can be ranked number seventh. I think he's like top ten somewhere in that division. It doesn't matter. This is just one of them, the Russian Terminators. The Russian Terminator is gonna pull it up, man. I'm just, we gonna see. I'm watching this UFC fight, as you should know. And, like, Jeff Molina, he looked kind of decent. He's nice. He, he got, is he fighting on this card, too? Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, I didn't do too much research on this card, but I do know the name Molina, and I know, like, he's a young prospect coming up. That's really nice. So this, so this video, I'm watching some bullshit. I was hoping a Russian motherfucker out be seeing him take some shit down on this. I'm hurt. Yeah, well, he he don't fight often. Like I said, he fights once in the blue moon, so it's like you don't really know what he's doing. It's kind of hard to ever make a push for a title when you only fight maybe once a year, maybe once a year. Oh yeah, niggas talk shit because think about when you get the belt, you are gonna hold up the division. Yeah, especially this young, you're supposed to be hungry right now. You're supposed to be taking on the fights. Yeah, supposed facts. To, supposed to want blood. But I think we're all on that side for that one. For for the more even uh, fight for the night here, some names that we've already covered. Yeah, no, we covered both these names at least once. Alexander Volkov versus Josenstring Rosenstrike. We got the six seven. If you don't know Volkov by now, he's six seven. He's that. These are heavyweight. These are big boys, but he's big for the division. He's long. He's a boxer. He can he can hit you from the outside. He won't knock you out. He's a little bit older now, but he's seen five rounds a lot in his career. He only fights the best of the best or a top prospect trying to make a name for themselves. Not a power puncher, but he will he will put them fucking strikes on you. He will he will bombard you. Them things on you, Rosenstrike. He's a miniature Francis Nugano, if you ask me, bro. I, like I don't even got really notes for this card, bro. We got a, a volume striker versus a power puncher. One's older, one's younger. Both have fought in against the. They have very similar resumes on who they fought in and who they've lost to because they've only lost against the best, like Curtis Blades, 
gone. Like Derek Lewis, these are uh, these are not names that are bad to lose to in the heavyweight division. Some fucking guys. Y'all leaning any certain way? Y'all got y'all rooting for the the heavy hitter and Rosen Strike? Who I'm going with the heavy hands. The dog. Yeah, and I think I low key picked against what's his name? Vol? Was it Vol? Yeah, Volkov. It was against Tom Aspinall. So it was yeah. London. One of the I'm better. I'm pretty cars. sure I had Aspinall winning that fight. So I'm going against this dude again. I don't give a fuck. I'm going heavy hands. Hey, I like it. I like to have your hands in a UFC in a UFC bout every time. But it's interesting because like I wanna see I wanna see Volkov because I feel like he's a good guy. I want to see him really like showcase his skills. But the way Aspinall Aspinall kind of wiped the floor, bro, last time, you kinda wanna go, kinda gotta go with the heavy hands. But I'm gonna trust Volkov. I'm gonna go with Volkov. I feel like he's a good guy. He's the vet. But I will say Losing to Tom Aspinall, because I think Tom Aspinall, honestly, is top three. I have Nganu, Cyril Gunn, and then Tom Aspinall. Like, him and Gunn is, like, right there. Okay, over Blades? Over Blades. I love Blades. Until Blades can show me better on his feet a little bit more, he's he's, right. he's he's at four for me. He's right there at four, right under them. But losing to Aspinall is not – the worst thing and like not I won't say worst, but he's just like he I just think he's that extra level above competition in the heavyweight. Like that top three, I think there's a bigger drop off. Those top three, I think, really they won't lose to those people on the, the under them ever. And um so he's a little bit older, but I, I don't take that against him. I honestly was kind of leaning Rosen strike here, but seeing how hard y'all are going against that boy Drago. I'm going with the veteran. I think, like, Rosenstrike has that one-hit ability. We've seen it. But he knocked out fucking uh, Andre Orlovsky, one of his first – not your first UFC fights, but back in 2019, first punch, first punch he landed knocked him out. Wow. He, he knocked out – the fight before that, he knocked out um, Alan Crowder, first punch he threw, nine seconds, knocked him out. Damn. He he has the boink, okay? He can get you up out of there. Like, he hits you with that. Like, only person hits harder than him, honestly, in my opinion, in this division is Francis. And him and Francis went to war for 20 seconds, and Francis knocked him out. But, like, you just ran into someone that hits harder than you, playboy. Like, it, it happened. Yeah, literally, it's all this. I just think, though, this is just a bad matchup for him. I love him. I think he beats a lot of this division, but Drago's just too talented of a boxer to, I think, get into those dirty firefights. He has the – he's five inches taller, but Rosenstrike is the shortest six-foot-two you've ever seen. He's really, like, six-foot. He's small. <laughs> like, like, so he this he's really going against a taller guy. Massive reach difference. Not massive, but there's a big reach difference. And he's not as clean of a boxer in a fight that I don't think will hit the ground. I just see Drago with his experience kind of piecing, piecing him and kind of does not, not letting it kind of ever get into that firefight. I wasn't leaning that way before, but y'all y'all forced my hand. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm t- I chose Volkov now. I think he's a good guy. Oh, oh, you did? Oh, I thought I thought you kind of did. My bad, my bad. Yeah, I, I can't say somebody whose last name I can't spell. 
That's true. That's kind of hard. Or sometimes even pronounced, bro. I know I kind of fuck up on it with at least a couple of shots in. Nah, but this is, <laughs> what what is um what is so Rosa strikes his own method for winners. He has to catch Jargo. He has to catch him. Like no cap. He has to catch him. But what's Jargo's um strategy going into this fight? What can he do to win and besides to just don't get hit? I think just honestly, like this piece up, like he can piece him from the outside and he has the better footwork. He's just a better boxer, more experienced boxer. Whereas the other one just had heavy hands for a living. And I just think Draco can keep the range, keep tagging him, and just not get tagged. Like that's just and he'll just he doesn't knock people out. Like he hasn't knocked somebody out in like five years. Like he will get another unanimous decision, in my opinion. But Rosenstrike, other than knocking out him on like some because he does do those looping shots, and Draco doesn't have the best head movement he kind of you know when you, you're kind of tall you you kind of used to just leaning back so and that's not the best sometimes with those hard looping so if he gets caught he it will be a night night for him yeah you're going to sleep on those ones but with um also i saw in his camps rosen strikes been wrestling and i think it's because his last fight was curtis blades and curtis blades does out just took him down. It's not like he showed bad takedown defense, but this gets an all-American right. Like he eventually got taken down and couldn't get up type shit for a long time. And he lost. So I think just like Nagano when he lost to Stipe, he realized these heavy hands only get you so far. Like maybe we see a different Rosen strike in this fight. And he's because in his training camps, I saw a lot of wrestling. Like he's been working on it. He's posted it on um, Twitter and stuff. So Maybe he knows because Drago has the worst time against wrestlers. He's so big and long, it boxes people, but has no real ground game. So, like, maybe Rosenstrike doesn't lean on the heavy hands. Maybe he's this is a new Rosenstrike. Just like we thought, just wrestle gone. Like, if that happens, the sky's a limit for my boy Rosenstrike. That'd be interesting to see. I'm hey, it's gonna be a good one. I'm looking forward to UFC (laughs) six. That's the one marked on my calendars. Every UFC, I'm every UFC fight is a warm up to me. I think like, okay, this is all until UFC 36, 236, Adesanya, Poitier, Penanier. Oh yeah, Holly. Oh yeah. No, you're tripping, bro. We got a huge fight. Not this week, but the following June 11th, UFC 275, bro. Tech versus uh, Yuri. Uh, pro, I can't say, it, but everyone's causing Yuri Yuri Pro. Zofsky, but Glover Texera, then you have Valentina Shevchenko, um, Shane Wei Lee, like the women, like these are some heavy hitters in the women division. Uh, all I'm here is that that ain't UFC 236, and my boy Adesanya coming back to the fans. There's gonna be some good ones, man. We got some heavy cards. Oh, got to, but you have, but Dana White, the evil magician he is, matchmaker magician he is, to figure out a way to kill to make it. To make it a fucking beautiful build up the whole way there. Don't miss out. No, back to back pay reviews because no cap. I I thought Amanda Nunes was the woman's goat for like UFC and fighting. And then I found out about Valentina Shevchenko, who's fighting on that card. And I did not really realize, but amount of trophies and all the championships she's won outside of this UFC belt holding. 
is just like she really is top of the class. She's actually moved up weight to fight Amanda Nunes twice, but the weight it, it was like one draw and then one split decision, and like the no one wants to see that fight again because of the, the weight differences. Yeah. I feel you, but food has been served, y'all boys. So I gotta go fuck up some crab legs. <laughs> Seafood boy on the motherfucker. Hey man, y'all got anything else for the for the um, for the show? No, I think we covered all of it. Tune in. Tune in. Watch oh. the boy. Uh, watch the heavyweights go at it, and then watch the Russian Terminator versus tried and tested Dan Ige. And don't forget to tune into the Ultimate Fighter, bro. Some crazy shit happened last episode. Motherfucker, there's a girl they had to send her home because she was like, she. I want to say they're trying to make 125 or 128. She was. Yeah, she was overweight. She was 154, Paul. They talking about damn. She kind of in a fight. Weight cut for a girl, and like they said, the most all that money on the line, bro. They said the most they've ever seen was 10, but it's not, it's because she would just had a miscarriage or something. So it's like she, her body's still taking, you know, how girl bodies are, girls' bodies are very past science, and that is different. That is some real deal reality. They, but, they fuse reality TV with fighting. I give them that, but. But the girl that they got to fight that had to take the fight instead, oh my gosh, she whooped ass. Well, the girl that they, the new person they brought in whooped ass. She was, whew. Killers yeah, everywhere. I, I, I don't know how she wasn't on the first cut. This shit was crazy. Hey, always be on stand. Hey, if you're a UFC fighter, MMA fighter, UFC, always be on standby. That's Dana White's rule. If you want to be, I will. Hey, you come. Fight this stand and fight for me. I will make sure I set you up later. Also, I don't like. I will. You scratch my back. I scratch yours. But that's been UFC Apex. That's been all the UFC drama with Patty and TJ Dillashaw and all the upcoming UFC fights to talk about. We have nothing else to say. Please go subscribe to the channel. Please like this video. Hell, drop a comment. Let us know your picks for the upcoming fights and uh. Kev, let him know. That you's a bitch. I'm out. Don't quit. Be in problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you